Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Food, Wine, and Whiskey. I am Rob, your host, and co-host Carter, here as always. How you doing, Carter? Man, I am good. Hopefully, uh, uh, this uh, uh, online recording experience works a little better this time. Yeah, have a day. You got the shirt on. <laughs> hey man, I'm ready to have a day. Yeah, we, <laughs> we will apologize to the listeners for the last uh, podcast we put out. We apologize the the, uh, the quality um, on Carter's end wasn't what we wanted it to be, but we've got it figured out, and we think we're going to move forward and be able to do this and uh, not have any issues. So here we go. Ready? Yeah, uh, absolutely, man. So so I know I know it's going to it's going to display, you know, on the podcast title, but what are we talking about today? We're doing a salad bowl episode. We haven't done one of these for a while. Oh no, man. We haven't. Let's uh, let's uh, put some dressing on this thing. Yeah, and for those listening, <laughs> if you haven't heard an episode called The Salad Bowl, uh we we put out at the house when guests and and uh friends come over, um sheets of paper and a pen and if you have a question or a thought or a statement about you know food wine whiskey you put it in the bowl and then uh fold it up and then we pull them out randomly and and see what it is if it's a question a statement or whatever and we react to it we discuss it so that's today's episode usually pretty fun yeah, man. Uh, we usually have some just kind of random responses that can sometimes be fun to listen to. Yeah, I mean, there, there, there's sometimes we get through, you know, 15 of these things, and there's sometimes we only get two, through two or three because uh, it requires a little bit of, of discussion. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. So, uh, okay, I, I'm not there to pull anything, so don't pull any, you know, fast ones, any softballs. <laughs> you said you set that one up buddy you put it on oh, a tee <laughs> i really did i really did <laughs> so, all right i've got the the first one out you ready oh yeah whip it out baby are are muffins a cake disguised as a breakfast item Ooh. I, I say no Really? Okay. Um, well, what would you, you know, in your mind, what is the definition of a cake? Does it have to have icing? Because I don't think necessarily think a cake has to have icing. I don't, but I, I think most cakes have a different type of texture than a muffin. When I think of a blueberry muffin or a, you know, a walnut muffin or some type of muffin like that, uh, the texture of that batter that creates that muffin is different than what a cake is. Otherwise, it'd be a cupcake, you know, in that same shape. Um, okay, okay. Well, that was going to be my next question was, then what is a cupcake? That's a cake, right? That's a cake. And, and okay. if, you, if you take a sheet cake, you have two options, right? You take that batter you mix up. You can pour one in a sheet pan and make a cake. And you can pour the other one in these little paper things and put them in the cupcake holder. And now it's a cupcake, but it's the same exact texture. And, you know, everything about it screams cake with which, you know, a muffin to me, it does not do that. If I, if I say close your eyes and I say muffin, you're going to picture one thing and the density of that, that, uh, you know, that dough, that batter that makes that muffin. And if I say cupcake or cake, you're going to have a whole different idea, I think. Well, I mean, for me, I would say this. Uh, generally speaking, muffins aren't as sweet as cupcakes. It's a great point, too. That's a great point. So you're in agreement with me that the answer is no. They, they are not cakes disguised as a breakfast item. I, I, I would agree with you, uh, though I could see the gray area involved here, but uh, but I think we're talking subtleties and there is enough subtle differences here to, to say that a uh, cup or that a muffin is not a cake. Yeah, totally agree. And here's what I would also uh, I'll put my last uh, my, my last little stamp on this for you. That is, I love a cup of coffee with a muffin. I do not want a cup of coffee with a piece of cake. I want milk. Yeah, yeah I, I'm kind of with you there. Uh, I mean, I just feel like, you know, with a muffin, you're you're talking more subtle sweetness. You know, even if you're talking like, um, you know, like a chocolate orange muffin or something. I, I don't know. It's just something that's that seems like it should be more sweet. It's still not as sweet. I think it's because it's more the ingredients blended into that batter 
than it is a bunch of sugar added to make it sweet. And with okay. the frosting. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Here's my other thing. Okay. What goes great on a muffin that I don't think anybody would put on a cupcake? Great on a muffin mm-hmm. that doesn't go on a cupcake. On a muffin. Boy, okay. I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm lost. All right. Sometimes I do this. I take a nice blueberry muffin. I split it, split it in half. I put some butter on the top of it, and I put it in the oven and make it a little bit warm with uh, oh, with some okay. butter on it. I would never do that with a cupcake. Yeah, no, no, I, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you there. Yeah, I was I wasn't sure when you said on top. Uh, splitting it would have given me a better kind yeah. of answer. Now, yeah. when you split the the muffin, are you take the muffin top off and we have the stem and the top? Or are you down the middle and you get still a little stem and top on both? Down the middle, man. Yeah, that's that's how way. that's how I roll. I, I mean, so the top of the muffin, you know, I, I would never just separate the top, but I, I think most would admit the top is the best part. Yeah, I mean that was very clear uh, on Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, top <laughs> top of the muffin to you. <laughs> nobody, nobody wanted those stumps. <laughs> Well, and out back too, right? <laughs> so funny, man. It's so funny. But uh, okay, you ready uh, for the next item? Yeah, yeah. Let's fire away. I got the next one coming up, and it is dogs are making. You know. Okay. Bear, if you didn't hear him in the background, he's back there. I guess he wants to be on air. So that's the mascot. He is a bit of a drama queen, uh, king. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. All right, here you go. You ready? Yeah, man. There's a question, and then it's followed up where they kind of got this from, where where this question came from. Do you like to share food with your date? A take on Joey from Friends. Joey doesn't share food. Yeah, I'm with Joey. I'm with Joey, too. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Nothing frustrates me more with my wife than to go, would you like one or would you like an order? And the answer is no, and then it's quickly. And I know a ton of men are going to go, it, it's a typical thing. I don't know why it's a woman trait or a wife trait or whatever it is. But as soon as you get that food either in the car or home, uh, somebody's asking for some or a bite. <laughs> Dude, okay, so I can go back in the annals of of my own personal history here, uh, and this isn't even a date. So my family are big food sharers. They plop stuff on each other's plates. They pull stuff off of each other's plates. It's, like, absolutely ridiculous. And and I I just, uh, I, I, I never liked it. And so it's carried on throughout my life, uh, and and you can you can definitely ask my wife if I'm a share, and she's going to be absolutely not. Now there are times where if the ground rules have been set, and we agree that we're going to share, because there might be times my wife and I are going out to eat dinner, and it might be that you know, hey, I want a little bit of this, but I also want a little bit of that. And it might be, well, you order that and I'll order this and we'll just kind of share. I don't, as long as the ground rules have been set, I'm good with that. My issue comes from, I don't, I know what I want and what I'm ordering. I want all of it, right? I want every bit of it. And yep. I don't want then when I've offered to, you know, let you have something that you go, uh, no, I want a bite. Can I have a bite or can I have a piece? Then that, that seems to be where the issue is for me. Yeah, I mean, uh, okay, yeah, I'm the same, very same way. Uh, so appetizers, obviously, that's that's a share. I mean, you order an appetizer to share. If, if you're like, I, I've done this with my wife before. Hey, you order your meal. I order my meal. Uh, we have the kitchen split it, uh, and, and we've done that before. Totally fine. Ground sure. rules have been set everything like that. Um, you know, but like if I order an entree and she orders an entree and there's no discussion of, Hey, I'm going to take several bites of your food or like whatever. That's right. Yeah. I'm, I'm not in for that. That's where the rule, keep your fork to yourself applies. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that fork doesn't cross this line. Uh, I, I, 
But, it's not my fault that I ordered better than you. That's right. And and look, there's sometimes I feel like I'm on the losing end. My wife might order something and I'll look like, shit, I'm not going to ask for a bite because I already set the ground rules of no sharing. Right. I'm just now crossing my fingers hoping she gets full. Because once she's full and she says she's done, then it's fair game. Then I can That's dig in. That's a different story. That's a completely. different story. But if I hadn't, if I set the ground rules that we're not sharing, her meal looks better than mine. Uh, my only hope is that she gets full because I can't ask for a bite after me setting the ground rules of uh, no sharing. Yeah, yeah. No, you're screwed there. Yeah. The only other sharing, you know, and again, we're, we're pointing out the distinction. We're okay with sharing as long as those ground rules have been set because there's times, Carter, we do it with you all. We, at Asian restaurants, we like to go in and do family style. You know, you yeah. order five or six different things and you put it on the big lazy Susan in the middle and you spin that baby around and everybody pulls something. Get what you want. That's a different story. That's a different story. It's not an individual plate made just for you. That's right. So <laughs> sharing, we're not opposed to sharing. It's that situation. And I think this typically happens most often at a, at a fast food place, you know, whether it be, you know, a burger place, a chicken place, a sandwich place where you're getting, a, you know, a lunch or whatever. And you, and you say, do you want anything, babe? And the answer is typically no. And then you bring it home and then the, the request comes for a bite or a piece or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's where it's frustrating. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, I, I'm I'm right there with you. So yeah, we're we're on the same page. Joey's right. Hey, does your wife do this? My wife does this, and I'm like, honey, what the hell are you doing? We'll be we'll be in a drive through. Get the bag. She doesn't want anything. I'll tell her to hold the bag while I'm driving. Guess whose little fingers go in there to start grabbing fries? Oh, uh, immediately. That's that's a, a, you know, it's it's not even an ask. It's just a do. Yeah, and, and the answer is, I just want one. Yeah, but you're pulling out four. I see them, you know. One. And, and now you're double dipping with another four. First of all, that's a lie because I don't know anybody who can eat one French fry. Oh, no, I mean, it's like Lay's potato chips. You're just going to have one? That's That's what yeah. you're going to eat? Yeah, I don't think so. That's a challenge we could put on people and they would fail every time. Oh, yeah, every time, yeah. no doubt. <laughs> okay, next next question. You ready? Out of the salad bowl. Let's do it. I, I don't. I think Zinfandel or Champagne is the better pizza wine. Well, you know what my answer is to that. Champagne. Uh, yeah, yeah. I love Zinfandel, but uh, if you're going to, you know, Make force me to make an answer. Uh, I'm going to say champagne every time. Yeah, this one for me, I, I like champagne, but I'm still a red wine person. I love Zinfandel, and I think it's solid with pizza. I do think there are probably better options out there for pizza, um, but yeah, here I would I would go Zinfandel. I, I still lean to the red wine uh, pairing with pizza. I need to have champagne probably more times, a bigger sample size to kind of, you know, get the scales to shift in, in champagne's favor. Yeah, I think, uh, man, I think you're going to be really happy with it once you get on board this. this I've, this I've tried movement. it, and, and it's not this initial kind of blow you away kind of, and it might be that, you know, champagne might be the better pairing with certain types of pizza, depending on toppings. Uh, yeah, it maybe could be. Red wine's better with some other pizzas depending on toppings so no doubt that that could probably be it i think we moved through that one pretty quick unless you got something else on it no not really uh i, I mean i just enjoy to me pizza it, it, pizza's fun food so champagne is also really fun pizza's cheap champagne's not it's sometimes it's the best <laughs> pairing we've talked about this before fast food and 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 wine pairings oh that's this is true yeah no i, I don't disagree i think pizza in general and some people might say wine is not a you know cheap beverage and and they're they're right uh but yeah pizza and wine i'm not going to say just champagne or red wine or whatever but pizza and wine are a great pairing whatever your choice for wine might be oh yeah 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 no doubt yeah okay uh, here, here's a fun little question. Uh oh, how do you cut your sandwich? Triangle 
a rectangle. <laughs> well, let me uh, let me tell you how I cut my sandwich. I cut all of the crust off first, uh, and then I cut it into four squares like a child, and uh, <laughs> that's how I eat it. Are, are you are you giving the, the the smart ass answer of I don't cut my sandwich. I just eat that bad boy. Pretty much, but uh, here's what here's what I'll, I'll say. I prefer a triangle to the rectangle cut. Okay. I, I'm going to say, with the exception in my mind quickly of what I'm trying to think about sandwiches, with the exception of one sandwich, everything's triangle. I have a different answer for one particular sandwich. Does it involve peanut butter and jelly? No. Because I, I, I actually probably would cut my peanut butter and jelly like rectangle. You know, now that you say that, I would agree with you on that one. So that one I would put into that column rectangle. But I have another sandwich that I would cut, and it wouldn't be triangle or rectangle. Oh. But it's still cut. A panini? Nope. You ready? Go for it. A big, tall club sandwich needs to be cut in four squares. Ah, that's true. I, I, I'm, I'm on board there. You got to have a skewer in every one of those. That's exactly <laughs> right. Not just a toothpick. You give me a spear down the middle. Of I that mean, thing. you want that thing to be tall, like a fat stack. Like you got to figure out how to eat this thing. Well, there's should be three slices of bread in between all this meat, bacon, tomato. You know, all of that should have, uh, you know, that middle slice of bread. So it should be a good, you know, four inches tall. This sandwich. You got to squish that bad boy to eat it. Oh yeah, I mean, like that—that that, you're not doing it right if it's just like I don't know, like <laughs> it, it, it looks like a regular ham and Swiss or something. <laughs> exactly. you know? I mean, that, that's just not right, you know. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, I guess like a, a press sandwich, you know, like I, I, I don't really care how it's cut exactly. Um, something. One one reason I like, uh, and this is just kind of to start off, um, a triangle cut sandwich is when I'm having some kind of soup with it because it just feels better dipping that in to get a bite with that soup on that sandwich. I I agree with you there completely. And, and you know, the, the go-to for me there would be the tomato basil with the, uh, the grilled cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's a classic combo. Uh, but I don't know. I just think it looks prettier too. It does, for presentation purposes, absolutely looks better. Yeah, if you're having friends over and you're making a little sandwich platter, you cut those things triangle to impress your guests. Absolutely. <laughs> We've done Absolutely. that episode, how to impress uh, your guests. Triangle oh, yeah. Cut. Well, and even the cocktail sandwiches, you could do the old double triangle. This is true. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, you, I, I actually like that. Uh, you know, we used to, like, growing up, uh, you know, you'd, you'd have a party, and we had these kind of – you know, little cocktail sandwiches, you know, that was, that was something that was, uh, uh, popular in my household and you'd have like little triangle cut pimento cheese sandwiches, oh. or you'd have like the, uh, cucumber and cream cheese type little sandwiches and that kind of stuff. And it was, you know, little ham and cheese sandwiches that, that, that was high class, I, buddy. High class. I, Hey, dude, I, I'm not going to turn it down. I Hell like that. no. I love those kind of things. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, so. next next question. It's, it's okay. kind of a, a two-parter. How do you eat your Oreo? So there's two questions here. Split or not split? Dunk or don't dunk? Okay, uh, man. I'm assuming if you split it, you're not dunking. You would think, but I guess you could. It'd be interesting if somebody like split. I don't do this, but if somebody split it and ate the the side with the cream and then dunked the cookie, that's not a bad approach. Now that you think about it, I mean that might be the way to go. I haven't. I don't say that that that's not what I do, but uh, uh, okay. So Oreos, man, I'm telling you, one of my all time favorite off the off the shelf cookies. I can I mean, eat a whole package. I'm talking the family pack, the big one. I can eat them. Oh, all. they're so freaking good. Yeah. And cookies and cream ice cream, by the way, super sleeper ice cream. To me, it, it's top three. Super sleeper, man. I figured that would be everybody's number one, two, or three. You think so? I I do. Maybe I'm wrong, but cookies okay. and cream. I mean. 
You go to you go to. Well, we're getting off here, but you go to Dairy yeah. Queen. I think that you ask them. That's the number one Blizzard flavor. Oh yeah, that's that's so good. Oh yeah. my gosh. Okay, so getting back to the question, I actually just dunk. I dunk and I just keep it all together. Do you really? Okay, I do not split, but I do not dunk. Yeah, I, I like to dunk. Oh, I like my pool clean. I don't want any floaties in my pool. So well, I, don't I don't put anything in the swimming pool. I wash the cookie down afterwards. See, I, I, I mean, I love a You're good a floater. guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, li- I like that. You know, I want to I have like a little cereal left at the end. Oh, my wife is the same way. She is a big-time dunker, and I'm like, you are ruining a cookie. That was a perfectly <laughs> good cookie that you just destroyed. You know what's really good? Uh, so uh, Oreos, I, I like to, you know, softly dunk. I don't go like full on in, you know, let it sit there and pull it out. You know, like I like the crisp with the Oreo. So if you're going to dunk, you know, it's going to be a quick bath. Okay. Uh, just to get her wet. Just to dip the toes in. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> but Gotta uh, get her wet. That, but if you give me like a Chips Ahoy, you know, like a crispy. like well, What about chip. this? What about a, a homemade, fresh, nice, chewy, soft chocolate chip cookie you dunk in it or does it need to be a crispy cookie to dunk it to soften it up crispy to, to soften okay it. so you don't dunk every cookie no not every cookie uh i i it's almost exclusively like crispy cookies okay see my wife will dunk every cookie and i'm exclusively no dunking allowed see to me like uh, the reason that you dunk is to kind of soften up that crispy cookie a little bit like, but if you had like a soft baked, you know, Ooey, chewy, gooey, yeah, chocolate chip, whatever, whatever. Hell no, I don't do that. Get that I don't warm do that. out of the oven, you know. Whew. I mean, chasing it with milk is, you know, obviously that's 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 a great play. Listen, my play is to eat cookies until your mouth is so dry that when you drink that milk. It's just a wonderful thing. It's like so refreshing because if you drink, you know, after every bite or two, it's like you're not really getting that pleasure, that full effect of what the milk can bring to the palate to wash down that cookie. You've got to beat up the palate a little bit to let the milk do its work. I can't believe Sandra dunks soft cookies. Soft cookies. She dunks everything. Oh, no, I can't do it. I can't do it, man. But she prefers hard over soft. I can tell you that. The, the crispy, cookies, crispy cookies, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, but, but you know what's really good in milk? I, I don't know if you've ever had them. The, the little peanut butter cookies. That There's have, nothing like, good little... in milk, Matt. We've we've established oh. my opinion here that you can't convince me that there's a cookie, there's any product worth dumping dunking into a glass of milk. Oh, we're just going to have to be different on this one. Milk is a beautiful beverage, and to just destroy it with the crumbs and the remnants of whatever you're putting in there is just not fair to that glass of milk. See, I like the crumbs, but I, I don't want I don't want like a a blob of soft cookie in there. Like that's not like what I'm I'm, I'm after there. My <laughs> wife will get done, you know, with her cup of milk after dunking, you know, however many Oreos she's had. I don't want to say like 37, but whatever the number yeah. is. Yeah. And you see the bottom of her cup, and it's almost covered in these little black pieces because they're all just these these guys who got left behind. So there's two things there. One, you ruined the milk. And two, there's a good amount of quality Oreo product that just is not getting consumed. That's a foul. <laughs> you got to swirl it a little bit, man. You know, well, then you yeah. and Sandra are going to have to have a how to dunk properly session. Uh, that's well that's uh, i'm okay man i tell you what though you're right about like the oreos i could eat like a sleeve of those things you know i mean it's ridiculous there's times i want to get some but i'm like we can't buy a pack because you buy the pack you destroy them i I was about to tell my wife it's funny we bring this up because we were walking and i was thinking to tell her we were talking about how we used to eat oreos more than we should we don't need more and I was thinking, man, they ought to make Oreos like they do the, you know, the little donut packages where you can get six and that's it. So you can just grab a sleeve and you know you're not going to overindulge. You know you're protecting the. But Oreos, Nabisco doesn't want to do that. They want me to, you know, buy that whole big package and just eat them all and then get another one. That's they don't care about me. 
Yeah, they should they should really really think about you and uh, and, and and how many Oreos you you would potentially consume. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, uh, I uh, okay. So here's a quick question: Do you like just the standard Oreo, or do you like the double or the any of those type of things? Oh, I, I like the standard just fine, but I prefer the double stuffed. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that. Um, I like the double stuff, but like. I would want no more than that, though. No, no, no. I think the double stuffed right now as is on the shelf is a perfect ratio of that cream filling to the two chocolate wafers that bookend it, right? The, I really believe I'm okay with the, the regular Oreo, but it is missing there. It's lacking on the, the cream. I'll eat them, but, you know, but I think it, the, the, the double stuffed is where it's at. That's yeah. the, the proper ratio. I, I agree. I, I like the, I want to, it's like you eat the regular Oreo and it's good. And don't get me wrong, but you want just a little bit more cream. Yes. You're just like, yeah, you know, it's good. I just That's want to. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but like, uh, here's another thing. So like my that childhood memory, man, just total childhood memory. <clears throat> One of my really good friends growing up, uh, his mom used to make this cake. It wasn't really a cake. They used to call it like a dirt cake. So they'd crumble up like it was like basically like melted ice cream or like somewhat uh, somewhat melted ice cream with like freaking uh, Oreo cookie crumble dust all over the top. Uh. And you had like a like a, they called it dirt cake. Could you you'd put like a pail in it and, you know, like you'd have like gummy worms and stuff like that. That's pretty cool. And it was, I mean, that combination, man, that cookie with that, oh my gosh, it's just, it's just so stupid. <laughs> All right, next one. You ready? This, this, this question should be uh, pretty quick for us. I don't think we need to spend a lot of time on it. I think people who've listened to the show, especially the last episode, know, know how we feel about this. Oh gosh, it's a steak question. Yeah, steak shouldn't be cooked past medium period yeah i mean yeah. We'll, so i said we it, can move on there's no exception yeah 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 i yeah, mean i, I would go as far as say medium rare but uh yeah i, I mean there is no reason yeah we're, we're just moving on because there's no reason to have a steak cooked past medium yeah, medium I mean, ever done. in your life there's, there's no conversation there's no kind of bantering back and forth on that one yeah i i, I can't think of an exception to that rule okay this one's pretty simple too it's a All question. Right. Is cooking with wood or charcoal better than cooking with propane? Of course it is. Propane's convenient. Wood yeah. and charcoal, the flavor is just outstanding. So, um, I, I'd say, yeah, I completely agree with you. If you've got your, if, if you've got the option, absolutely. Here's what I would say, though. Man, if you're going to, like, if you're going to cook like a hamburger, or you're going to cook a steak or something like that, or even chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, you know, wood, charcoal, that's going to be better. But man, if you just want to like go out and grill a hot dog real fast, you know, uh, propane's pretty damn convenient. Well, that's it. That That's the whole thing. Propane's convenient. Cause even still cooking a hamburger or chicken or a steak or whatever, propane works fine, but yeah. charcoal and wood elevate, you know, from a flavor profile kind of thing. Uh, and just makes it better. But charcoal, to your point, charcoal and wood, you need some additional time to prep and get the heat and get ready to cook food that way. So that, that to me, might be a Saturday, Sunday kind of thing. And then your yep. propane is during the week. Yep, that's that's exactly how I would say it. Yep, absolutely. All right. I knew we wouldn't spend a lot on that one either. Yep. We are racking through some of these. Hey, man, I like it. I like it. G give the people more. As a kid growing up, what was your favorite ice cream from the ice cream truck? Oh, man. That's so... Mm. Well, you go first. I, I got to think on it just a hair because there are so many good options. Well, I, I yeah, it's hard to say one. I'll give you a few that I really enjoyed because they're really coming back to me. Uh, one, I'm a simple guy, and I love the ice cream sandwich. It was always a staple. I still like the ice Solid. cream sandwich. Solid. The push-ups were always fun. 
Push-ups are great. Uh, yeah, 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 for the sure. The bomb pop was a good one. Yeah, is that ice cream? Oh, well, I don't, is any of it ice cream? I don't know, but the ice cream truck sold it. <laughs> I think the, I think the push-up pop was sherbet, right? Yeah, I think you're right. I think that was, but the ice cream truck, you know, it had it. I, I, we're lo- yeah, we're okay, using ice okay. cream loosely. It came off an ice okay. cream truck. Okay, yeah. came off the ice cream truck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Same with like the Nutter Butter. Uh, what what are those called? Oh, the, those, are, those are super what good. What are those called? Am I, Nutter, uh, Nutter Butter, right? Isn't that what they were well, called? Well, I'm saying that, but I don't think it is. What I, the one that had the cone on it with the nuts on top, with the, it looked yeah. like an ice cream cone, a single vanilla, and then it had the little chocolate on top with the uh, peanuts. It was like a dipped cone. Yeah. Is that yeah, called the yeah, Nutter yeah. Butter? I, I'm pretty sure that's what it was called. Okay, I was kind of feeling like that wasn't right name, but... And, but and maybe they've maybe there is an exact name for it, but uh, I, I, that's what I think of. Yeah, it's hard to pick one off the ice cream truck because, I mean, it was just kind of you know, like anything else. You know what sounds good today, or you might be hitting ice cream truck up. You know, back to back days, and yesterday I had the ice cream sandwich, so today I'm going with the push pop. You know, so now. I'll, I'll give you kind of a, a, a weird one. Uh, I, I agree. Well, let me let me tell you. I think my favorite's probably the Nutter Butter. If I had to just like, you know, pick one. Um, they did on the, uh, I remember like going to ice cream trucks as a kid and they used to have a cookie sandwich. So kind of a variation on a, uh, uh, oh gosh, uh what, what was the thing? The, uh, the ice cream sandwich. Yeah. So it had like a, uh, like two chocolate chip cookies and then there was ice cream in the middle of it. Oh yeah. So that, I, I really liked that one. Uh, another thing that, uh, so I used to, I grew up and I, uh, I played tennis and I, I took tennis lessons and we would go to this kind of tennis club. Uh, not that we were members, we just took lessons there, but, uh, but Anyway, in their in kind of their like clubhouse, they had these dole uh, popsicles that had like real fruit in them. So they were like strawberry popsicles, but they had chunks of strawberry kind of like frozen in them. Yeah, as a kid, uh, I would have never got that, and I wouldn't have wanted it, and I wouldn't have liked it. Oh man, it was so good and refreshing, man! Really? I'm telling you, it was really good, man. After you played sports, that was just so great to eat. Anyway, (laughs) anyway, I want to mention one last thing on the ice cream truck that I used to love, but now I can't stand to eat uh only because of the utensil used to usually eat this. If you remember back in the ice cream truck, you were able to get, uh, I don't uh, like a little, not a quart, but a little half pint or whatever it was of the ice cream, the chocolate or whatever. Back then I'd tear them up with that wooden spoon. But for whatever reason, the wooden spoon now, I'm getting the cringies just thinking about it. God, me too. I I hate the damn wooden spoon. I do too. I mean, I can't use any wooden thing. Like, But as a kid, I remember tearing up the ice cream, man. You'd get that. And again, I don't know. It was probably a good, you know, eight ounces of ice cream. And you'd go that route because you felt like you were getting more bang for your buck. You know, the value was there as far as volume of ice cream. And you'd get that little wooden spoon that looked like a, an oar or something from a, from a boat. And you'd just tear it up. And when you, But now I'm just thinking back and going, gosh. I can't. Oh, man. I, I know it makes me make a face just yeah. thinking about it. Uh, it's like, um, you know, um, like when you go to the doctor and they check your throat. You've got that yes. wooden stick. Like, I hate that you know? tongue depressor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, what the hell, man? No, no. Yeah. Uh, why would you put something that absorbs that much moisture as a as your <laughs> utensil? <Yeah. laughs> God, but back then, a- we never thought about it. No, no. I mean, my goodness. Oh, yeah, let's move on from that because yeah. it just keeps making me do this thing. That was the last one I could think of with the ice cream truck. I don't know that we missed anything, but I'm sure we probably did. Yeah, probably, but eh. Uh, All right. We'll, okay, next one. Which exotic fruit is not at your local grocery store, but you'd like to see it there? Mm, I don't that's, know that a, that's a good question. I'm, I'm trying to think of what might that might be. Do, do we... Okay, so do we get lychees 
you know that uh, that the the Asian kind of I don't know if it's a fruit or a nut or like whatever that thing is. Um, those are pretty good martinis if you're making them for the ladies. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna tell you, I'm a very simple fruit guy. Uh, so, you know, grapes, bananas, apples, pears, strawberries. Uh, I don't, you know, I'll eat a little kiwi or something like that. Some, some cantaloupe, uh, but exotic. I, I, I don't know that I've ever had anything exotic where I went, I want those again. Um, now there are some things that I can't get until, you know, it's kind of seasonal, might like a yes. fig or something like that. And you can't wait till yes. the season comes back around. But I can't think of anything that I've ever had that I've just not been able to find. Uh, one, because we also have H-Mart here, an Asian uh, grocery yeah. store that's outstanding that carries all kinds of fruit and produce that uh, basically anything you're looking for, they probably have it. There's one thing that I'm thinking of that I wish that, I mean, you can find it in specialty stores, but like just the general grocery store is uh, plantains. Uh, we have, I, uh, them. we have them out here. Okay. So Kroger, where I go shop generally doesn't have them. Way to throw it's, them under the bus there, buddy. Sorry about that, Kroger. <laughs> we love your wine section. You, we've, we've mentioned it multiple times on the show. Uh, just uh, 11th street. Yeah. Just 11th street. Uh, so, uh, step up your, uh, plantain game. And, <laughs> and uh, if you want to sponsor our show, uh, I'll, I'll stop talking bad about you. Uh, but, uh, but yeah. It, and I think it's more seasonal stuff too. Like, like, you know, you're not going to like a pear or a fig or something like that. Like does it, some of, some of that stuff's hard yeah. to find in certain like, times. And you're not going like, to get watermelon right now at the grocery store. No. What's that? What's that stinky fruit? The uh, the one that smells but tastes really good? It's like this giant, like, gourd-looking thing. See, I, I'm so fruit ignorant, I don't know. Like I said, I'm very simple on my fruit. Okay, okay. Yeah. I've, I've always wanted to try that thing, but I'm afraid that it smells awful, and I won't want to eat it because, you know, I've got a powerful sense of smell. Dude, I get confused when my wife says, go get some apples. And I go over to the apple section. There's like 22 different styles or makes of apples I can get. And I'm like, what the hell? Which ones do you get? I, I Don't get Granny <laughs> Smith if you're just eating them. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> a little sour, bitter kind of. I know yeah. that. But uh, I'm trying to think of any other kind of fruit that I wish I could find. I just, I can't really, I can't really think of anything. Here's, here's the next question. Ready? Okay. All right. What dish or meal do you want to learn to cook? Um, yeah. Okay. So uh, there's a couple that I'm thinking of, but like here's something that I've never cooked, but would like to cook someday. And that is paella. Uh, I've never cooked it at home before uh i know you have uh rob but uh i've never tried that so that is a that is a food i'd really like to try uh another thing that comes to mind is making my own pastrami i've never done that and i really want to do that oh that's a good one that would be on my list as something i've never made a pastrami either and i know it's not that hard uh i just haven't done it dave scott did it and it turned out fantastic um, and it's something on my list. That's a good one, Carter. Um, for me, I'm trying to think if there's a, a specific dish that I've been wanting to make that I haven't. The only thing, it's not really a dish. It's more of a category. I want to learn to cook more Asian dishes, Asian food at home. Um, nothing specifically comes to mind. I have made pho and I've made uh, ramen uh, obviously, some of the other simpler type dishes, you know, whether it be a, a chicken fried or a uh, uh, chicken fried rice or something like that, egg rolls we've done, things like that. But more of those kind of uh, maybe Malaysian type foods, you know, we, we go to a restaurant and get this uh, spicy garlic eggplant. That is one of our favorites. I'd love to learn how to make that at home on a weekend. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's lots of little things. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I just don't know how to make that stuff. It's just, I think you have to have the right equipment too. Like, I don't have like a good walk. Yeah. Like, I think that that's like a critical well, part of it. Asian, you know, uh, cooking he, Asian food. Here's the other part of it, Carter. I've looked into some of these dishes, and you need like 167 ingredients. And by the time you get them all, 
I might as well just go to the restaurant. I'm going to save yeah, some money and some time and let them make it for me. And it's BYOB, so I can take my wine. So that's a large part of why I haven't really got into it. There are some dishes that aren't that technical with that many that I probably still would like to, but that's a big part of it, man. A lot of Asian dishes have a lot of ingredients. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, same. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. It's It's like one of those things. It's like... Uh, it's almost like um, I we cook a lot. We do occasionally cook Indian food, but we don't cook everything. So there's probably other curry type dishes that I'd like to try uh, and cook. But I mean, again, you're you're talking about taking a uh, some of these spices are hard to find. This is true. That's a big part of it too. A lot of the things are very hard to find. But yeah, yeah. That, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I, I really want to learn to cook. I, I, I've done a. Now I will say I, I know there's things I want to learn to cook. I just don't know how to say the name of them, so I'm not going to attempt right now. Um, but when I learn how to say the name of them, maybe we'll revisit this topic. How about that? <laughs> yeah. All right, All they're, right. they're French dishes that I've looked uh, up and yeah, been looking yeah, at. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah uh, the the uh, the superior uh, category of uh, of cultures. Yeah. All right, cultural dishes. Here's a uh, here's a uh, one for you. Okay, this is coming from your part of the world where you're from. Oh, oh, what's the best dish to come out of the South? Oh man, come on, that's so hard to. I mean, that could be a whole show for me. Uh, I don't know. I guess. I'm going to say this because it's just the first thing that pops to mind. And it's, it's something my grandparents used to cook all the time. And that's fried chicken, man. That's, uh, that's the thing. I don't know if it invented in the set. It was invented in the South or not, but, uh, it sure seems to be prevalent in the South. Yeah. That's, that's a pretty good one. Now, let, let's for just for clarification, define the states that would make up the South, so we know what kind of ballpark we're playing in. Okay, so to me, you uh, you you start with Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia, Tennessee, um, North Carolina, South Carolina, uh, and I mean, I'd kind of lump Louisiana in there, but I feel like it's its own kind of thing. Okay. Uh, and, uh, you and, know, and that's why I was asking the question because I was like, "Does Louisiana is Louisiana kind of its own, or is it in there?" Because your answer now saying it's its own thing changes my answer, so I yeah. won't go to Louisiana. I yeah, won't. that's kind of, that's kind of what I was thinking. You know, because if you're talking about, I think a more appropriate question is what would be the best dish that comes out of Louisiana? Yeah. Cause yeah. there's so many and it's, it's such a different category of things. I, I think that's, that's a, you know, that might be a future top five, top five Louisiana dishes. All right. Sweet, man. I'm, I'm in on that. Yeah. Um, so Southern dish, let me ask you this is chicken fried chicken. Does that come from the South or is that I a think- Midwest or is that, do, does the South claim that? I know you got the fried chicken. But well, you-, uh, 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 you know, when I think of, maybe I'm wrong, but when I think of like chicken fried chicken, chicken fried steak, those kind of things, I'm actually thinking about Texas. Are you really? Yeah, okay. I don't know why. Okay. I don't know well, why. Then- it's because I see it a lot on menus around here, I guess. Well, then that's not going to be my answer. And my answer will then shift to a vegetable, go figure. And that's going to ah. be collard greens, man. Whoo, that's a good one for me. I, mean, I freaking that, love them. You make those right, they are some of the most delicious eating things you can have. I mean, if you make them properly. Oh, man, I love them. I absolutely love them. Another thing, this is kind of an honorable mention, another thing my grandparents used to cook, fried green tomatoes. Freaking love fried green See, tomatoes. I've never had those. Oh, man, they're so good. Yeah, never, never had them. And, and and well, this is going to be like a, a variation on a theme here. Um, you know, I actually don't mind okra, but people who don't like okra, uh, this is the most tolerable way for them to eat it, and that is 
fried okra. Ooh. Okay. I mean, I don't mind fried okra. It, it, it's pretty good. I mean, you know, it, 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 I always liked it. You know, my parents would, uh, that we'd go to cafeterias and stuff like that, where, you know, you'd have veggie plates and stuff of, uh, of that nature. And uh, I love that fried okra was a vegetable. <laughs> it's like, it's just deep fried, you know, deep fried okra. <laughs> okay. You ready for, we got two more questions and we'll wrap this episode up. You ready? All right, let's do it. What would you serve Julia child if she came over for dinner? Oh my gosh. I have uh, my yeah. answer. Do you yeah. go for it? I'll go but she's she cooks traditional French food, so yeah. you're gonna you're gonna hit her with a French dish and say, "Hey, this is my version. What do you think?" That's exactly right, and and she can tell me because it's something that she's an expert in. Am I worthy or am I not? Did I execute or did I not? And either way, I'll have enough wine that if she doesn't like it, I'll pour her more wine. Well, that's a that's a good thought right there. Uh, I think I would go with like something that I know is a home run, like because I just want to impress her. French fries. Uh, <laughs> I mean, those are always a home run, but uh, but I think I would do um, you know probably my my signature barbecue is uh, tri tip. Uh, I do I do that one well, but uh, it's actually my uh, my. St. Louis style ribs uh, that I do uh, on the smoker, and I'd probably make those. And I don't know some no. some different sides, maybe uh, you know a good a good creamy mac and cheese. Or uh, now you do know that Julie Childs said that the one style of food she does not like is barbecue. Well, I change her mind with it. Okay, well, I was just kidding, but yeah, way to stick to your guns, my man. I'm impressed. Yeah, I, I was going to say, it doesn't seem like she would say <laughs> that anyway, but like... To uh, any kind of food. I think she's, you know, she's a foodie. Yeah, yeah, she was definitely a foodie. So yeah. anyway, but uh, I, I guess that's what I'd do. All right, we'll finish up with this question. I, I got to think about this one for a bit, so you get to answer first. Okay. I think I might have an answer for this, but um, what piece of kitchen equipment do you covet? Oh man, um, that is a tough question. I, I have so many things. Uh, I guess. Uh, man, that's a tough. Well, I'm just gonna be very simple because I don't have this, and it, I, I'd like to have this. Uh, I, I I don't have a uh, it's so simple, but like I don't have a wok to make Asian food. I just don't have one. Really, uh, not at yeah. all. Don't have one at all. So it's something that I need. So I guess that's what I'm going to say. Oh wow! Okay, I I did not know you did not have one of those. Don't have a wok. Nope. I I, I need one, but I I don't have it. So I guess that's why I'd say it. Okay, that's fair enough. So my answer would be, and I'm trying to think, you know, this is what I went to first, and I was trying to think of, is there anything else I want more than this? And uh, I, I just can't think about that there is right now. And so my answer would be, Carter, I, I, I know you do and I do as well, love to sous vide. Yeah. And right now I have a little food saver that I have to use every time I need to vacuum something to seal it to get ready for a sous vide. Okay. Have you seen these big, like, chamber ones that you can put in and just seal it so easy and quick? You put it in a big bag, and it's just like this commercial-grade, you know, kind of food sealer. That would That's, save yes. some major time. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm still just doing these, like, little Ziploc bags where – You've got like a little pump, and you're pumping out the the air. Yeah. You know? uh, okay. I haven't. Even, I've seen those, but I've never used those. Yeah, that's what I use, and I mean they they're fine, but they're kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah, but there there's times where I'm sous viding. You know, usually it's it's not one bag. You sometimes it is, but usually it's three or four bags or five bags in a container for a sous vide. 
And, man, to be able to just, I see these guys on these cooking shows go over, they put it in vacuum seal, and it's done. And I'm like, yeah, I want one of those. <laughs> oh, man, that's that's so cool. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll say there, there's one other thing that just kind of came to mind as we're talking here. And, uh, and I think it's something that is, I, nobody in like who has a normal kitchen would have one of these, but, uh, uh, one of those, uh, meat slicers that you can like, Oh, those, deli slicers, uh, deli slicers where you can make the meat just super thin and all that and cheese and stuff like that. I'd love to have that as an well, option. I know people who have those. Most people who have those are like hunters. They get big pieces of meat and then they'll slice it up at home or something. Because in the Midwest, where I'm from, a lot of people have that, and it's a great tool to have. I agree, and I think if you if you bought meat in a way where you could do that, I mean, think about making like some uh, Philly cheesesteaks where you buy your ribeye and shave it yourself or something like that, or some shaved oh, tenderloin man. to make a yeah. That's a good call. Yeah. I had one other one pop to my mind as well. Okay, the other thing I love to make is pizzas. And a lot of times I have to make multiple batches of dough because I just have one of those KitchenAid mixers that you can't make. You know, if I have, if I'm going to make 20 pizzas because people are coming over, I can't make it uh, in one batch. I've got to do several batches. I would love to have a big industrial, you know, professional kind of uh, commercial grade dough mixer. Yeah, that'd be sweet. I make pizza enough. I think it's justified, Carter. I agree. I agree. Sandra, you need to just make way for that thing in your in your kitchen. Yeah, get on board, babe. Get on board. So, all right. Well, salad bowl episode. These are always fun, man. Always just yeah, like man. rapid fire discussion on topics that people throw at us. Enjoy the heck out of it, man. Let's Let's do this again sometime. Oh, I'm certain we will. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of Food, Wine, and Whiskey. And until our next episode, enjoy your next pour. Cheers, everybody.